Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Times podcast. Today, we have Michelle Taylor back on again. Michelle is my mother, and last time we had her on, we went through kind of her history with alcohol and how she got sober and a little bit about mindfulness and meditation. So today I wanted to bring her back on so we could get a little bit deeper into the meditation she's been doing and the results she's had and the experiences. So super excited for this one. It's always great to have her on. So we will just get right into it. So last time we had you on the podcast, we kind of talked about your story and how you got sober and went through a lot of that stuff. But something that I find very interesting that you and I have been going through recently is a lot of meditation and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And so I wanted to just do another episode where we talk more about that. Um, I feel like it's not a topic of sobriety, but sobriety kind of ties into all of it because if we wouldn't have gotten sober, then we wouldn't have had the opportunity to get so deep into meditations and start doing this work. So let's talk about how you got introduced to Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And then I'm curious, when you first heard about it, what was your intention behind starting to do it? Like what intrigued you? What did you want to work on and heal? I learned about it on Instagram through one of your friends mm-hmm. and um, was very intrigued by the meditations. I loved the fact that it was a guided meditation. I'm a big spaz and I just can't sit still enough. And so for me to just sit quietly didn't work. I'm <laughs> constantly thinking about other things. Um, basically, meditation means to become familiar with and I wanted to become familiar with what was going on inside. Um, I needed forgiveness and some things in my life issues that have, you know, come up. And I felt like his guided meditations would help me a lot. So um, I read his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And then I ended up reading all the other ones as well. But that one started it for me. And I... I bought, I purchased the meditation and I just couldn't believe how it was like a therapy Mm -hmm. that I've been to tons of therapists and this was the best therapy that I have discovered that actually made a change in me right away. I like how you say it's, you know, discovering yourself. So I don't know about you, but for me, when I was drinking super heavy, that was one of the things that I noticed was I I was no longer in touch with myself. I feel like I almost forgot who my true self was. So then when I got sober, I just felt kind of lost. I didn't know. I didn't really know myself. I didn't know who I was or who I wanted to be. And so that's a a huge part of these meditations is literally just being with yourself and learning yourself, getting to know yourself, and then ultimately changing yourself. Exactly. 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 So tell us a little bit about your experience with the meditations. How long have you been doing them? What kind of is your main focus and what have you seen so far? (laughs) I've been doing them for a couple of months now. And 
it's been really interesting. There were definitely some very profound moments um, where it actually will move you to tears. It's yeah. so impactful. And um, I, I wish I could have written them all down, but it's the little things now. I, I noticed yesterday, let me just give you a, for instance, I went for a, a bike ride with a girlfriend and she was just, you know how your friends are, you just get together and you bitch about all the crap that's going on in mm -hmm. your life. And she just was like going and going and going. And I just, I was observing and it's like, everyone's got their past. Everyone's running a story. And I just listened to her and she said, oh my gosh, I bet you're just so sick of listening to me. And I said, actually, you're, it's, I'm, I'm just observing. I'm not even affected by how you're feeling right now. That's huge because normally I would be just feeding into it and start my bitch session and going, and I'm just, I'm not doing that anymore. I really feel like I'm a different person. It's been little changes like that. I, um, you know, in the meditations, um, you, you go to a place where you're in your future. It's already done. Even Jesus said, pray as if it's already done. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not affected by my past at all. Which I is, love that. It's taken which, you a long time to get there, right? It has. And even I have someone in my life that I needed to forgive for major abuse. And I am completely non-affected when I think about him. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's not worth my self-love and my emotions. There's, I'm not wasting any time going there. And it really is that profound. It's completely changed. That's huge for me. Totally. I was just listening to um, a podcast episode with Dr. Joe Dispenza and he mentioned in there, how when you start doing these meditations and you start truly becoming a new person, you become more positive, you love yourself more, you're in more of a state of bliss more often. He yes. said that you start just, you start not wanting to hold grudges. You start not wanting to react to people because you don't want to get out of that state of bliss. Exactly. I mean, you've got to think about it. It's not that it's not the incident that happened to you. It's the emotions around it that made you feel a certain way. And when you don't feel those emotions anymore, you can't react to the incident. It's very healing. It's really exciting. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to bring up something. I don't know if you have any interest in this at all, but it's just been a topic that's been coming up a lot lately. And I don't know, you mentioned having a great experience in your meditation today. I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but um, so I recently went and saw a movie about fungus mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And um, so obviously they got into kind of like the DMT psychedelic side of it. And they were talking about um, how if you get into a state of meditation, it's possible for you to have these almost, you know, DMT psychedelic experiences without actually taking anything. And one of uh, Dr. Joe's meditations is the pineal gland one. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the one that I was most intrigued with in the beginning, because I was really just trying to find my spirituality again and have these experiences. So I was 
drawn to that one. And the first time I did it, and it hasn't really happened again since. It happened the very first time, which is strange to me. But I felt like I almost started to have like that kind of experience where you're seeing colors and different like shapes and you're just overwhelmed with the feeling of love and it's almost a high. Have you had any type of experience like that since you've done the meditations? I so the biggest thing I learned actually this week is I I'm a I'm a total control freak. I control everything. I won't ride on the back of a motorcycle with anyone unless I'm the one in the front. I'm just I won't do it. If I'm on a roller coaster, I won't do it because I'm not in control. And I think I've been trying to have that mystical experience, but controlling it, like, right. I've got to have this, I've got to have it, like make it happen. And so this week has been all about letting go. Like, you know, you hear that, I, I'm not a Jesus freak, but I keep bringing it up. But, yeah. um, you know, that you hear the saying, Jesus, take the wheel. It's like, I've, I've had to just let go which is really, really hard for me. And this, so yesterday I was actually watching one of his videos and there was a gal on, it was one of her testimonials. And she just said that was her issue that she just needed to let go. And there's the space time one, which has not really intrigued me. But when she said that's when she had her mystical moment, um, because in the meditations you go into quote space but it's just the darkness it's where you're not attached to your your life your your home your friends yourself mm -hmm. you know you're just it, it just letting the things happen so I got that meditation I was doing it this morning and all of a sudden I just my whole body it was like electricity like I was being shocked wow. just went through my whole body and it and it scared me I was like, what is happening? You know, and it's like, don't think about this. Don't control this. Just let it happen. I didn't see colors or anything, but there was definitely a, I've been, been wanting some healing. I've got some damaged body parts and um, I just felt this electricity. It was just really crazy, scary, good. Yeah. And I just started bawling. It was a, just an emotional experience. Like, okay, I'm letting go. And I, that's the closest I've been so far, but I think I'm, definitely opening and I just I can't wait for more yes so it's very interesting because it happened for me on my very first meditation that I did the wow. Joe Dispenza the pineal gland and the reason I believe is because <clears throat> since it was my first time I had no expectations so I allowed myself to just be there I wasn't trying to force anything or make anything happen I was just there I had no expectations of what it should be right. and then that happened and me naturally I get on the internet I start looking up pineal gland what happens when your pineal gland activates and people have like all these opinions and all these things you should do and all of a sudden I had expectations so yes. the next time I did it, I was trying. I was yes. trying to activate my pineal gland. I wanted yeah. this awakening, and it didn't happen. And then I noticed every time after that that I would do it, I would start to see. It almost felt like a fluorescent light was shining in front of my face, even though there wasn't anything there. And I, I kept 
having these feelings of excitement, like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. And I'd get super excited and I'd like want for it to happen and it would stop. <laughs> so it's almost like the more you're chasing it. You have the same the issues, hon. <laughs> so that's actually something that I've been struggling with in these meditations is the expectations and wanting something to happen and it's it's not you're not allowing yourself to like just be in the moment which is the whole point and so I think moving forward what I really need to try is just not having any expectations of how it should be or not expecting a result or something to happen like almost exactly. just like surrendering and letting go and letting it be that's where I've been he talks about um, it being a razor's edge, you're just, you're right on that verge of it happening and then you controlling it. It's, it's this very fine line. And that's been my lesson this week. Definitely is just letting go. So I know in Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, a lot of people are giving it a try because one thing that does come from these meditations is actual physical healing. Um, there's been people that heal themselves of injuries of disease of cancer um was there anything physically that you were trying to heal in yourself i used to race mountain bikes so i've got a pretty beat up body i had a shoulder replacement and a knee replacement and shoulder's great but my knee has just it's full of inflammation it's been two years and it's just and i'm hiking and biking and it's always angry um, so I've really been controlling, trying to, to, to heal that. Um, haven't had any miraculous anything happen yet, but what I've noticed is it's small things. Like I actually sat Indian style. It's like you just have to pay attention to the things that are happening. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about the things that aren't happening, but it's it's completely opposite. I haven't sat Indian style. So it's bending in different ways yeah so that to me is a big big deal makes me really happy so I I'm just I'm working on it I'm trying awesome. to I also am I I understand that this work can heal others as well so I'm you know I've got grandma next to my side in these meditations I'm trying to work with her um, she's got some pain issues and We'll see. I'm really excited. So I've been doing the abundance meditation, which is another one of my favorites. I know you like that one too. I do too. Yes. So it's interesting because I've been doing it and that's one that I just, I just, I really don't have any expectations. Like it is what it is. If it comes great. Like I, I do have faith and trust and I swear, I swear it's manifesting through my husband. And I think that's possible, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It so is. It's just like his business all of a sudden just out of nowhere is exploding like crazy. And he's like, what is happening? Where is this coming from? <laughs> but in my great. meditations, I'm like, I don't care how it happens. Like, it doesn't really matter. And that's yeah. the thing is they say that when it happens, you just know. You know that that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the work you're doing. I had, I had a listing come up where a, a kid called us just randomly and just said, I need to list my house. I didn't go mm -hmm. looking for it. And then another gal on Facebook said, I'm ready to list my house. It's like, what? 
I haven't even contacted these people in years. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Just it's awesome. all the unexpected things that come. I love the um, walking meditations. If you get, I know you're in snow, but they are so impactful to be out in nature. And usually a hawk will fly over and it'll give you a sign. And there's just so much connection with, like, I feel like I've just gone home. I don't want to leave. I've just, you know, and there's so much emotion behind it. Um, you're basically walking away from your past and into your future. And it's, it's truly, that. truly a really great experience. So something else I wanted to talk about, I know we talked about it a little bit in the last episode we did together, but spirituality in general, I'm curious when you were drinking before, what was your spirituality like then? And then how has it changed since being sober? I, I didn't go the AA route. Mm -hmm. um, I've just been resistant to religion and I, not God. I, I totally believe in God. Um, so nature has fed me. So nature mm -hmm. is where that's my church. But um, I was in a very dark place when I was drinking. I didn't think about spirituality or pray or any of those things. It was just very dark. Did dark. you realize in the moment at the time that it had anything to do with drinking? Oh, of course not. Yeah. You don't admit those things. Right. Yeah. I know that now, but when you're in it, you can't, it's you can't so really... crazy. It's like, you know, the thoughts that make you sick are also the thoughts that can make you well. Yep. And so I've just had to change those, those thoughts. And, and when I'm out in nature, that's where I experience gratitude and love. And I feel the closest to God, higher power, the universe, infinite mind, whatever it is to you. It's, it's such a, a spiritual feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel it the most. Yes. So the walking meditations, I even will do them with, if I'm hiking with my husband, I just have the earplugs in and it's probably not as, as, you know, conscious as I should be, but it's better than none. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. It just really feeds me. I'm, I'm completely, you know, addicted, new, <laughs> new addiction, but it's, it feeds my soul so much. I actually get up at 3 a.m. and meditate, and then I will do an evening meditation before I go to bed. So that's in my in in my brain when I'm going to sleep. And then sometimes during the day, I'll do the walking meditation. So I'm doing between two and three hours a day. So yeah, because these are not short meditations. No, they're an hour or so. So that's that's one of my struggles because I'm the same as you, just ADD. It's so hard to sit down, especially for that long, and just try to quiet the thoughts. How how have you kind of adjusted to that? How how have you been able to commit to three hours of meditation a day? It has not been easy. I I I have noticed that I have been on social media way too much. Mm -hmm. and you know you get uh, we don't have tv but we definitely have our shows on netflix and stuff and i've just shut it all down 
I'm, I'm instead of taking that, you'd be amazed if you look at how many hours you spend on social media, take that hour and meditate. I mean, it's, that's where I'm cutting. That's where I'm finding the time. I mean, I have a, a full-time job and, you know, working my real estate business and I'm still, and exercising. So when people tell me there's no time, it's, it's ridiculous. You, I'm you super, make time. You, I do. You find out what your priorities are because I think that's where a lot of people feel like they don't have time because you're right. We, without even really thinking of it or noticing it, spend so much time on social media or watching Netflix or all these yeah. other things. But it's because that's what we are choosing to make time for. So exactly. if you rearrange your schedule and rearrange your priorities, you'll find that you actually do have time or you do what you and I do and wake up extra early in the morning yeah. and do it then. And that's actually a really great time to meditate um, because nobody's awake yet. And it's just a very clear. Zen it's very time. quiet. Um, I have noticed that I was really stressed about how my sleep would be and how I would be during the day, but I'm fine. I think that it helps. It's you're. I don't know. You're still resting. So, um, you find that the medications give you energy or do they make you kind of sleepy? Mm, I don't, I don't feel either one. Really? Yeah. I, I, if I lay down, it will make me sleepy. I can't lay down. I, I do sit up okay. that way. I'm very more aware and, and don't get me wrong. I have, I have my um, moments where my brain wanders, but every day gets better. And, you know, I, I'll be like, oh, okay, reel it back in, get back. Cause yeah. like, my brain really what, but it's, he, you know, it's like anything you start, you start riding a bicycle, you've got to get out there and ride it. You've got to practice and the same thing. You've got to just calm and, and don't be hard on yourself. That's the thing I, I think people either don't realize or they forget <clears throat> is that meditation and mindfulness is a practice you don't just do it one time and get it and it is frustrating and there are a lot of times where you tell yourself okay I can't do this it's too long I don't time I'm gonna give up but those are the times where you have to lean into it and those are the times where you're really gonna start getting better and grow but it's it definitely takes patience and practice I I actually watched a testimonial because I was feeling a little bit like this. Like I've been doing this for a couple months and, and yesterday I actually had the thought of this isn't working. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not getting this or that, you know? And, and then I saw this, this video and he talks about how, when you get to the point, that point, when you keep going, the universe is on your side, you know, he won't, it, it wants you to be successful at this. And when you get to that point, that is when you push harder. Exactly like you said, lean into it because that's when the magic happens. I feel like that's so much of life. Like there's always, I don't know, the good and bad, whatever, yes. angel, devil on your shoulder. There's the side of us that <coughs> knows what we should be doing and knows how to do it. But then there's the other side that is fear and doubt and impatience so it's I feel like that's any of life is you just kind of have to push through it it's the balance balance yeah. in all things okay speaking of which 
<clears throat> my throat. Mm -hmm. It's been interesting because with my past, um, not being able to, it's, there's this not good enough story that's been present. Mm -hmm. That's not there. Um, I'm finding my voice and that what I have to say matters and I can make a difference. I've been very insecure all my life with that, but it's interesting that now that I've worked on that, I'm clearing my throat, like something's going on there. Wow. It's just really interesting. So I keep like, <clears throat> but, um, I think it's just getting all that out and getting confident and yeah. So in, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, this just came to my mind when you're talking about the throat, because that is one of our chakras. Yeah. So we do have the chakra system, which I've been familiar with for a long time and his work. He also works on the chakra system, but he calls it energy yeah, centers centers. So it's and he does that just so there's no judgment because people are weird with words. Yeah. So yeah, some people might have heard of energy work and chakras and they kind of have this preconceived idea of exactly. that it's woo woo or weird and stuff like that. So I like that he, he almost puts it into more scientific terms. I, I do like that he is scientific because I feel like for a lot of the people I feel like you and I have, well, I've grown up, you know, with the spirituality aspect. And so for me, hearing things like chakras and energy, like that's normal to me. But for people who have no idea about any of that stuff, it can be a turnoff. So I do like that he gets more scientific about it because you and I can understand it. But then other people who might have a hard time you know, comprehending the energy side when he puts it into science, those people can also start to understand. He hooks people up to their brains yeah. and when when they do this work and they are seeing scientific changes that this mm -hmm. is working. I've needed that. I'm very right-brained, but I've needed that with this work because I'm not going to dive into something that's just going to be a phase for me right now, especially after years of drinking, I want something that works and makes different, a difference. And I noticed the first few meditations, there was huge changes in my brain and how I was thinking, how I was feeling about myself. Um, and I'm, I'm just not affected by people anymore. Like I used to be, which is really incredible because I've always had run that story of, you know, caring about what others think. Right. And exactly. I honestly do not anymore at all. I, don't, I just don't care. I love that. Yeah. How do you think that these meditations, um, Dr. Joe, or just meditation and mindfulness in general, how do you think it can help people who are struggling with alcohol or addiction or trying to get sober or are sober and trying to figure out how to live life now sober? Well, he dig, he digs deep on the emotions that you're feeling when you want to drink or when you're drinking. And so, you know, everyone's demons are different, but when you get in touch with that pain and then you see your future self without that, that feeling has got to be stronger than your environment. 
Mm-hmm. And when it gets to that point, that's when the change can happen. I really feel like this would have been a great tool when we quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we just had to knuckle down and grin right. and bear it. So I feel like this would be a great tool for people who are super struggling and you've got to be honest and you've got to look at what, you know, those feelings, those demons, and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's only uncomfortable for a minute because when you get to the other side, it's completely worth it. But another, another (laughs) thought I had, another thought I had, um, was when we were trying to get sober and also reading this naked mind with, Annie Grace, a lot of her techniques are really being mindful. She talks a lot about when you have a craving, sitting with the craving, um, what just happened right before you had that craving, like what triggered it. Mm -hmm. So that's actually how I came up with the name Mindful Times was around that time when I was trying to get sober and just really trying to be mindful of Every time I wanted to drink, why was I wanting to drink? What was I hoping it was going to fix? Or what was I hoping it was going to make me feel? So I exactly really feel like mindfulness in general is just like one of the biggest tools. And then mindfulness, then meditation. That's why I feel like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work has been so helpful for us because it really is digging deep. It is. It's it's doing the work. It's figuring out why you feel the way you feel, why you are the way you are. Um, when you get sober, I mean, you're left with so many questions and trying to figure out so much. And there's so many outside resources. But really, if you just start to sit with yourself, you start to realize there are a lot of traumas. There are maybe things you never even thought affected you that have anything to do with why you drink. So you really are just like picking yourself apart and peeling away the layers and dealing with it finally. Like you said um, earlier, when you get to a place where you're observing, Mm -hmm. you're not feeling, you're observing that, then it's, then you're no longer that program. Right you're no longer that hurt person or the battered person or the sick person or the alcoholic you're observing that. And that's when you know the change has occurred. So if something comes up in my life, I step away from the beehive as he says, and it's, and, and I observe, and then I decide, am I going to react from my past or am I going to stay in a place where I'm loving to myself? Mm-hmm. And make that choice and go for there during the day. But you have to be conscious. Totally. And we I think- walk around unconscious. So just doing oh. things. And and so that's been a really big eye-opener is I'm very conscious during the day. And uh, I do everything pretty much, you know, very consciously. Mm-hmm. And that's made a big difference. Cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, You're welcome. Great information as always. Uh, We'll have to do another one soon here. I love having you on. Thank you.